Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Investment News Podcast. I'm Jeff Benjamin, along with my co-host and colleague, Bruce Kelly. We are talking today to Jeremy Eisenstein, co-head of RA Custody Sales at Goldman Sachs. We're going to talk about the uh, the custody operation there, where it's going and where it's been and how it got here. Uh, before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Schwab Asset Management. And uh, how you doing, Bruce? How you, did you have a good uh, Super Bowl? Did you pick the winner? I think I took the Chiefs by 20 to 16 or something like that. So unfortunately, I did not bet the kids 529 plan money <laughs> on that. You know, they prevailed by what? Three points by a field goal yeah. right at the end, right? You're right. I, so I, I, I was in the ball. I was in the neighborhood. I got a four. I had four points, but, you know, it was a great game and uh, we ate a lot of chicken wings. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, high scoring. Who doesn't like that? I picked Philadelphia. 37-34. So I, I was close on the score, but I got yes. the wrong team. What about you, Jeremy? Did you uh, did you have a good Super Bowl weekend? I did. I did. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I would echo. I ate way too much, as always, uh, but a lot of fun with, with family and friends. And, and I will admit I am a New York Giants fan, so I was uh, I was on the, the side of the uh, – the Kansas City Chiefs in this one, guys. So yeah, we don't want to we don't want to see the the Eagles win. You know, I mean, that's yeah. it's a tough for one. a Giants yeah, for Giants fans tough. like Jeremy and I. It's that's bad news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. We don't have anything to worry about now except baseball season. But all right, Jeremy, let's let's talk about this custody business over there at Goldman. You're the I guess the guy in charge of it, right? Uh, give us a little bit of what you do there and kind of the kind of the status of Goldman's custody business. I know it's, it's got uh, a shorter history, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And maybe if, if I can, uh, Jeff and Bruce, maybe I'll, I'll start a little bit with my background and kind of lead into, to, as sure. you said, you know, where we are today. You know, so by way of, of background, you know, I started actually at Lehman Brothers uh, working on the derivatives and, and structured product desk. Uh, from the day I spoke to my first financial advisor, yeah, I just knew this was what I wanted to do. And that's just really truly engaging with advisors to help them you know, better serve their clients ultimately, right? I've always worked closely with advisors, always. But until now, that interaction really was on the product side. So it's really product focused. So what's exciting for me is that I've had the privilege to deliver now all of Goldman to the advisor community and not one specific product. So it's been extremely rewarding to transition, if you will, to this role during the course of my career as, as co-head of, of the RA Custody Sales Group. And I loved my prior firms. I loved creating products, but it's really rewarding to look back now, see how far I've come and evolved. And similarly, how far this space has as well, which I'm sure we're going to dig into in just a few minutes. So I, I was really, really early on the RA custody initiative, well before even the acquisition uh, of Folio Financial, which, which I'll touch on in, in, in a few minutes as well. And, you know, frankly, I'm extremely fortunate to be part of such a fa fantastic franchise of people. Honestly, we all share a tremendous enthusiasm for the space. And, and of course, doing it inside a 150-year-old storied institution like Goldman Sachs makes it, as you can imagine, even more unique. Give us the custody story now from Goldman. Yeah, start with fo Folio, uh, Jeremy. You know, go back and just yeah. give us the nuts and bolts, the outline of the acquisition and where you are in the marketplace and Joe Duran and, and, and Patty Raviel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So let me let me start on the folio side. So, so as you said, we acquired a, a company, Folio Financial, which you may be familiar with, back in September of 20. Um, that acquisition really, guys, just helped jumpstart us into the RA custody space. 
really allowing us to open up the firm and, and focus, frankly, on three things. One, integration. Two, client service. And three, building out our institutional-grade products and services. And you'll hear me you know, talk about that a lot. And I'm proud to say we've really maintained that focus you know, since the acquisition, again, going back to September of 20. And we're continuing to grow that business. You know, our ability to engage more proactively across the industry, uh, of course, will grow with it. And, and this doing this podcast with you is certainly an honor and, 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 and certainly a part of, of that comment. So, you know, for us, as we think about, you know, the custody space, it, it's, it's an interesting time, right? So the question that comes to my mind in, in, in terms of your comments is, you know, wh- why and, and kind of why did we get into the market, so to speak, right? Um, and certainly an interesting time in the custody space, given some upcoming consolidation, if you will, amongst our existing incumbents. These guys have set the standard for years, and we're undoubtedly, we undoubtedly recognize their expertise. However, for me, as advocates of more choice, we want to offer another alternative. So for me, it's really important to get the message out there that you know, post-acquisition, Goldman's not new to RIAs, and we're not new to custody either. And by that, I mean that Goldman works with RIAs today across a ton of different product types, structured products, mutual funds securities baselines, the credit, among many others, but we've always just been disintermediated from the advisor as they've had to come to Goldman through another institution, right, based on where their assets are custody. And so this meant they couldn't fully tap into everything we had to offer. Now that's not the case. So that's the why, right? So the question wasn't necessarily when, Right, but it was why we entered because we saw a unique and we still do see a unique opportunity to offer this additional choice and ultimately value to advisors. I think we all agree, right? Choice is good for the advisor, for their clients, and the broader industry. So, for us, the reason to come in is choice. And so, I have some validation points. I'll share a quick story with you guys. I was at my son's eight year old birthday party recently, of course, 25 kids running around. And a gentleman approached me and said, hey, I heard you work at Goldman Sachs. What do you do there? You know, we, we of course, exchanged pleasantries. And, and after highlighting the custody business, the immediate response, guys, was, I need to learn more. We've been putting off strategizing about the next step in our business. And up until now, we didn't feel comfortable with change. It's difficult. It's a distraction. But with Goldman as an option, this is a totally different discussion for me and my team. So for me, tremendous validation point for us. And, and frankly, we're hearing that a lot. Right, Goldman being part of this conversation and adding this choice is what's really the point and, and the reason for us really entering the space. And we've done a ton of diligence, right? We've had the ability to see what has worked and what hasn't worked. And we need to address some of these things that haven't worked head on. Take your pick, streamlining client onboarding, alternatives we, we could talk about. There's a whole host of things. But for us, why we're getting in the market, why we acquired Folio to jumpstart us, put some statistics around it. You know, I'm sure you saw the re- recent Cerulli report of the $5.8 trillion in the market today, 84% is custody by the top four custodians. 54 by one, 54% percent, excuse me, by just one. But it's been that way for 20, 20 years, Jeremy. Exactly, that's exactly right. And I'd say this, we wanna be part of the conversation in a space that has not been meaningfully challenged to date. Cause you're exactly right. The choice is limited. And what we're hearing directly from advisors is the desire and the need for additional choice. And with that differentiated choice, how do we think about bringing more to the custody space? How do we thinking about driving more assets to custodians, right? Custody is books and records, but it doesn't just have to be that. It can be more. And that's what Goldman Sachs is really thinking about, how to offer 
more to advisors, more products, more services, and with that institutional great products and services that historically have been afforded to institutional clients of Goldman Sachs. Well, one of the things that you know we've seen for the past 10 or 15 years is that big institutions, you know, like your, like Goldman Sachs or, or a Blackstone, you know, they're running out of institutional customers, right? Like, because there's no more defined benefit pension plans out there to work with. So they are in, in the fastest growing segment in the in financial services is uh, RIA, the RIA industry. So you'd be foolish. You almost have, you have to do this, right? I mean, Goldman Sachs had to come up with something uh, in order to work more with advisors because that's where the assets are flowing, right? I think that's that's absolutely correct. I mean, the, the data shows how how intriguing this space is, and and, and the, the the amount of money in motion, if you will, out of various financial institutions, you know, towards independence. This space is something that Goldman has been involved with for quite some time. Again, as I said, mainly on the product side. Right. Well, GSAM has been very successful with financial advice. Oh, absolutely. Goldman Sachs has absolutely. That's absolutely correct. And, and I can, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on another topic that you asked me about in a second with regards to, to Joe Duran, but I, I think you're right. I mean, Goldman Sachs Asset Management and even some of the divisions within or some of the groups rather within global um, banking and markets where our Goldman Sachs Advisor Solution business sits, they touch RAs on a regular basis. But again, it's on the product side. How do we think of, again about breaking down that barrier and allowing them to interact further with the firm? How do we deliver the firm more it's putting it's putting assets on our on our on our platform on our custody platform. So having the assets here allows us to really deliver the permanent different way, and that's what's exciting. And it comes at a great time for some of the points I mentioned earlier around some of the consolidation in the custody space at a time where we are we are listening to the market about advisor choice, and we need to think about doing things a little differently. And I, I certainly have been living by the mantra, guys, around I want to go I want to be where the puck's going, not where it is. And that's what we're focused here at Goldman is, is really bringing something different to market because you said it right before. This has been a pretty stagnant, stagnant space for quite some time. And we're, we're ready to change that, that narrative. How, how is Goldman standing out? Jeremy, you, you make a lot of references to changing the narrative and, and offering things that aren't offered by the, the big four, soon to be big three. I mean, why would an advisor go to Goldman? And, and the kind of another piece of that is, is what took Goldman so long to get into the custody space this way? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, in terms of timing, <clears throat> you know, I want to speak for you know the larger firm, but I, I do think, as you know, here we have quite a number of businesses across the firm. Um, as we start to think about you know different strategies, you know, to, to somewhat balance you know a very heavy you know well-known trading division, investment banking division. Um, I, I, I know that for quite some time the firm was thinking about a better way. Um, to, to, to further serve a different part of the wealth management segment. And so I don't want to speak to time, you know, because the time is now, right? We're really excited to start pivoting into this space a bit harder and custody is the way we're going to do that. Um, and, and, and so to your question, you had said, you know, kind of what sets us apart. So let me, let me take it in different ways. One, let, let me talk about, you know, how I think about Goldman, right? And setting, setting us apart in terms of generally how we think about, you know, our, our interaction with advisors. And then I'll talk about some, you know, general, let's call it enhancements or products that we're thinking about that I think are a bit underserved or, or frankly speaking, uh, some of our competitors have treated as an accommodation to date. So, so first, you know, advisors are funny. You know, they, they can be very direct at times, as I'm sure you know, you talk to a lot of them. Ask them what makes us different. And they all say the same thing. You, they're Goldman Sachs. That's what they'll say. 
And, and I would agree that brand, brand is important, right? But it only gets you so far. And so I, I focus on the three C's. They're my three C's, let's call them for now. And maybe I'll add a C every time I come on the podcast if you're willing to have me back, guys. So the three C's are as follows. One is choice. Two is confidence. Three is communication. So the first, choice, you know, obviously I've certainly mentioned that today, you know, a bit already around advisor choice, right? It's in an industry that is demanding more. And for Goldman, again, we get to open the firm to this segment of the market in a much more meaningful way than we have. And again, we'll talk about some of these products, but it's all about access to the firm. That's what choice is, right? It's another player in the custody space that's providing differentiated choice to advisors, even how, how dominant a few select players have been to date. The second one is confidence. You know, the confidence here is really in moving client assets from one institution to another. In this instance, with the backing of a premier platform and brand in Goldman Sachs. We believe that advisors will have a different mindset with regards to the evolution, right, or next step of their business with us now being in the mix. So it's the confidence to actually evolve their business from their current institution. The third is communication. Such a significant part of the custody and advisor relationship, which to be honest, from, from where I sit, has, has gotten somewhat lost. We are extremely focused on listening to advisors. And we want to shape the platform accordingly based on their feedback, based on the things that they don't think they're being, that are being served today. And so again, it's all about focusing on where the puck is going and not where it's been. So choice, confidence, and communication to me allows us to differentiate ourselves. And, and let's, let's be clear, we will be successful at Goldman Sachs when our advisors are successful. And we believe that these three things will help set us apart from a space that, again, is looking for more choice. Schwab Asset Management is proud to sponsor the Investment News Podcast. In today's complex world, Schwab Asset Management provides a simple, straightforward approach to investing. As one of the largest and most experienced asset managers, they offer low-cost core ETFs for building the foundation of a diversified portfolio. Their focused lineup, which includes market cap index and strategic beta ETFs, is a reflection of a commitment to deliver exceptional experiences to investors and the financial professionals who serve them. Learn more at schwabassetmanagement.com backslash ETFs. That's schwabassetmanagement.com backslash ETFs. I was having lunch with uh, some people from a very large brokerage who also do custody uh, this afternoon. And, you know, people are curious about what Goldman is doing because Goldman Sachs uh, in, in this arena. And I think there's some confusion in the marketplace because no one can identify. I mean, you're a very, you know, you're a great guy and everything, but just t talk to us about like the whole, what Joe Duran is doing because you guys don't have a public face, I think for advisors to recognize and think, oh yeah, there's Joe Duran, that's Goldman Sachs. Um, just, could you tell us what what happened with uh, Joe Duran recently? And as I understand it, Patty Raphael, who's a partner at the firm, who's gonna be coordinating all the efforts uh, behind uh, pushing out uh, Goldman Sachs uh, in, into the custody financial advice marketplace. Yeah, sure. I, I do appreciate you saying I'm a great guy. And I, I, 
We've chatted several times in the past month or two. So, you know, I know you're a I Giants know. fan. Yeah, no. We got to like that. You know, we, we got to stick together. I know yes. we got to stick together. So, so no, absolutely. Ha- happy to address it. So, so first, let me start by saying super exciting to see even more attention and support being placed uh, on the RA space at Goldman. You know, it's just further validation of our commitment to the segment. So a- as reported, uh, Joe Duran has retired from the Goldman Sachs partnership. But that doesn't mean he's stepping away from the industry. Now, he is a consultant for what we call our 1GS or One Goldman Sachs Initiative. Right. Really just a cross-divisional working group, if you will, tasked with ensuring clients receive, let's say, consistent and concerted services from businesses across the firm. The custody business where I reside is, is also part of this 1GS or One Goldman Sachs Initiative, as is Goldman Sachs Asset Management, as you alluded to earlier, as is GS Select, which is our securities baselines of credit program, as is our structured product group, which I originally came from. Generally, any group that touches RAs or advisors is part of this one Goldman Sachs effort. So can we expect in the future to see Joe, because Joe, everybody knows Joe Duran from his building United Capital, which is you know a very successful uh, uh, RA aggregator, one of the first RA aggregators out there. Uh, acquisition machines and v and and firms really and can people can financial advisors expect to see joe you know out at different conferences or out at marketing events and be able to speak to him and 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 the like that's a great question yeah joe is certainly a pioneer in the space i'd say his extensive experience really allows him to offer you know a thirty thousand foot view of client experience and advice and and really how to deliver the best of goldman sachs so again he is a consultant, you know, uh, to Goldman Sachs. From what I understand, he, he will absolutely be at conferences, and he'll be helping us think just broadly at the top of the, you know, top of the house, the firm level, how to best serve this segment of the market. Uh, I'll take the opportunity to to introduce, you know, Patty Raphael just briefly. You know, Patty's a long tenured partner here at Goldman Sachs. Uh, she moved into the role of head of third party uh, distribution globally. Uh, she previously was in Asia for about eight years. Um, she's absolutely fantastic, and we look forward to her, you know, you know, co-chair being co-chair chairperson, pardon me, of this one GSRA effort, uh, in which you know many of the folks across the firm, um, including folks on on our in our custody division, will be a part of. So Joe will be part of that initiative, um, which which um, with with Patty, who reside in the asset wealth management division today. Right. Okay. Great. Uh, Jeff, Jeremy, we we met for the first time in uh, Vegas at the Market Council conference. I, I that was December, I believe. I I think, or was it early January? I can't remember because think, yeah, it was last that. year. Yeah, okay, fun time. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was great. Um, the but you know when you and I were introduced, uh, you know we started talking and stuff, and uh, you know me being me, I was like I didn't know Goldman had a custody business. And and that's where we got to this point here. And this is my kind of question. It's like, I know you're talking about how all the aspirations and, you know, how Goldman has always had relationships with RIAs and stuff like that. But how is Goldman Sachs going to stand out in this custody space? And I know we've written a lot and talked about a lot uh, about, you know, the TD Schwab consolidation how much fallout there's going to be there but i mean specifically what what kind of ria is is goldman looking for are you looking for the you know the gigantic ones to kind of move all their business over to goldman are you 
Are you looking for maybe some breakaway business? Are you looking for the smaller firms that everybody pretends to want, but in reality, it seems like nobody wants? I mean, what what RIA is is Goldman rolling out the red carpet to? And, and please don't say every RIA, even if that is the case. <laughs> we want sp some specifics here. No, absolutely. It's, it's a great question in terms of ideal client. I think high level and I'll, I'll expand. I mean, we are certainly looking to be selective and methodical and sequenced in the, in the, the type and, and uh, firm and, and you know, when we bring them on. And so I, I think it's a great question. I'll, I'll simplify it in saying we're really looking to work with growth oriented firms that want to enhance their business and their client outcomes through what I like to call a digitally advanced institutional grade custody solution. That's what I've been leaning into. So to, to go a little bit further, let, let's say there has been, and we've talked about this, you mentioned it, a tremendous amount of money in motion from various parts of the wealth management space, right? And that's far from abating. So for us, we're not necessarily putting an AUM threshold on our ideal client. It's all about the firm and ultimately those that can best serve their clients leveraging the GS ecosystem. Right. If we think about the data out there, right, and again, we talked about kind of the, the lack of choice. There are 15,000 SEC registers out there. It's a big market. Yeah. 40, 46% of firms with 500 more of AUM are looking to add a new custodian in the next 12 months. For us, the ideal client, again, is a growth-oriented firm who is looking to leverage the types of products and services that we are looking to lean into. And I say lean in the sense that we have plenty of things that we can touch on where some of our competitors have really treated them more of an accommodation. I right? take alternatives, for example. It's a really good example. Critically important asset class. We're looking to lean into things for certain type of advisor that can't get access to things today on their current custodial platform. Maybe taking it one step further for even existing independent RAs, the narrative is not about switching custodians, it's about adding us as another custodian. We understand that the process is challenging and cumbersome when switching from one place to another, and we're working on that, right? We're working on a digital, a very enhanced digital solution for that. But for us, as people are thinking about independence, we wanna be part of that conversation. It's gonna be about the type of firm, the way they wanna grow, the types of assets, the type of types of products they wanna get access to. And for the existing independent, uh, independent RAs, it's how do you think about adding Goldman as a custodial platform for a certain type of client? Maybe, and most importantly, for some of these existing independent RAs or advisors, how they think about prospecting in a different part of their local market with our brand and our offering behind them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean. I I like your reference to alternatives. It, it, it seems like a cool thing to leverage, especially now. What about crypto? Where are, Where's Goldman Sachs with crypto, uh, I guess, custody? T timely question. I, you know, I did see the release this morning around you know, expanding and, and covering the SEC rule covering crypto. You know, I'd say right now, I'll have to come back to you on that one. I think you know, for us, we're, we're absolutely exploring all avenues, all asset classes. You know, Goldman does have um, some crypto capabilities, and we're still, we're still thinking about if that's the right fit for our platform uh, at this point in time. Isn't it kind of a common strategy to get advisors to add an additional custodial relationship? the way it sounds like you're doing, as opposed to saying, hey, come on over and move everything over. And there's a lot of repapering and it's a big headache and everything else. Is, is that kind of your, your, your main strategy, though, to 
get a foot in the door with our with a lot of different RIAs? For the existing independent RIAs, when some of our competitors would approach, you know, some of these firms, the narrative that they historically have provided versus what we're trying to provide, I, I think there's a bit of a difference there, honestly. And and our 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 narrative is by adding us, you are truly getting something different. Again, it doesn't make sense to add us as a custodian for every one of your clients. And we're okay with that. We're we're not expecting 100% of the assets from an existing independent RA to come over. Perhaps they will over time. But for us, and, and maybe, it's, maybe it's categorized as somewhat of a foot in the door, but for us, adding us as a custodian to understand that for certain types of clients, for certain type of access for the right type of client is okay. Particularly when we know it's quite the process of moving assets from one institution to another. So we're okay with that but it's all about access to the right type of advisor. And so by, by putting us as another option and frankly, a differentiated type of option, I think we have a bit of a different narrative than some of our competitors who have put themselves out there as another alternative. Mm-hmm. And it's all about for us, how we position that. You know, the one thing I will say is we're not gonna be everything to everyone, but we'll be everything to the right type of client. Okay, the, the last thing I have for you is, uh... Can you give us any indication about your your size and your growth in the custody business? So we unfortunately don't break out assets of individual business units. Uh-huh. Um, however, the firm the firm as a whole, as as you know, custody is a significant number of assets globally across our wealth management businesses, uh, as well as our business, of course. And and you know we look forward to further contributing to that growth. Uh, yeah, listen, custody takes capital and scale, and we understand that well. And so, you know, our growth will be part of the larger growth. You know, I will I will take the opportunity to say we've recently onboarded some new teams, Beverly Hills Private Wealth, Fiori Financial, as well as United Advisor Groups. Those are the three most recent firms we've been in the news with. And so although we don't break out assets, you know, we are continuing to add new teams and cont- contribute to the larger, you know, let's say AUC or assets under custody of the firm. Um, you know, maybe if I if I can, I will say I, I can touch on the personnel side. Though we are, we are so fortunate to have you know a team comprised of just so many you know top notch individuals from, from from all over the space, um, and they share my enthusiasm and our enthusiasm, and and we continue to to see teams just frankly reaching out to us, asking us how they get you know get to be a part of the story. Okay, Bruce, anything else for Jeremy or? Yeah, I guess just a, a discussion on fees. Um, it's a, you know, custody is a very low margin business, as people have described. Uh, some of your competitors have described, you know, it's a, you know, how do you make money off of this? And what are your, you know, and Schwab famously has a this, you know, doesn't charge a fee for custody, right? What's your stance on that? What is Goldman doing there? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and so I think that the, the overarching theme for, for me and the business is transparency. And so, in, in, you know, in, in order to do that, I mean, I, I will I will say we, we absolutely do have and will have a, a platform or, or custody fee. Uh, having said that, um, it's important to note that we've also eliminated most of these, let's call them ancillary type fees, wire fees, things of that nature um, <clears throat> that are generally, you know, less less communicated to from some of our competitors. Uh, additionally, we won't have you know, some nuisance fees like, uh, you know, custody fee for alternatives positions, you know, on a quarterly basis that we see at some of our competitors, you know, as, as cliche as it is, right, fees are only an issue in the absence of value. And so we, we do, we do tend um, to, to feel that our platform, given, you know, what we hope is, is, is a differentiated exclusive platform um, with a unique set of offerings, whether it be Goldman Sachs research, alternatives, 
um, things of that nature, um, access to our balance sheet, um, capabilities for hedging against concentrated single stock positions, things that you really don't see or haven't been able to really leverage at some of our competitors. We hope people understand that that's where the, the platform fee comes into play. Um, but we are, we, are really, we are really certain that our platform is going to be differentiated to justify uh, a fee uh, when, when clients are coming in. And frankly, that hasn't been, that hasn't been a topic of, of concern for us as we've added new teams to date. Okay, great. Jeff? Uh, that's all I got. Um, good stuff. Thanks for being here, Jeremy. I think it, it might be too early to talk about baseball. Uh, we, we wrapped <laughs> up the past six weeks talking to everybody about the Super Bowl. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it too early for you, uh, Jeremy, with pitchers and catchers having reported to, to give us a, a baseball outlook? Never too early. My, my team is the New York Mets. I am a, a diehard New York Mets fan. I am ready for spring training, and on paper we look really, really good. But I've said this a lot, uh, so I hope this is the year. But I, I, uh, I unfortunately was, a, I will say, a little bit too young in 1986. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping soon is the championship year for us, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm patiently waiting. All right. Well, good. Go Mets, then, right? Let's go, go Mets, Jeremy. Exactly. Indeed. Yes, indeed. There you go. All right, we got one each. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for being here. Thanks for answering all our questions. Thank you so much for having me. Real pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Launching every Monday, it's another episode of the Investment News Podcast. We want to thank our special guests this week, Jeremy Eisenstein from Goldman Sachs. Uh, we also want to thank our producer, Angelica Hester, as well as our sponsor this week, Schwab Asset Management. You can find the podcast at investmentnews.com. Also, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Leave us a review on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Reach out to Jeff with all your comments and complaints via Twitter. His email, his Twitter handle, rather, is at Benji Ryder. Mine is at BD News Guy. Stay tuned. We'll be talking to you next week.